Welcome to the Business of Being Healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action. And I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for, filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. All right, so excited for today's guest because you know here on the show, so we are all about taking intentional action, no BS, and just kind of sharing all of those lessons from our past so that we can help the listeners now and in the future, right? It's about not holding back and, and sharing the Instagram of a life. It is about all of the stuff in between. And today's guest is someone who I actually met and first heard at the Foundress. You've heard me talk about the Foundress Networking Group, um, female, ambitious female founders, and Shana was one of the guests on a panel once. And I just immediately was like, she's a badass. Like, let's talk. So Shayna Weisinger is someone who has scaled businesses, has an incredible back marketing background from media to digital, to building big brands, selling br big brands. And now has made an incredible transition that I cannot wait to hear more about today. So Shayna, thank you so much for coming on the show. Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you would share a little bit, because we're going to kind of go left field, right field, left field, right field a little bit today. I can already tell, which is totally great because we're going to keep it exciting. <laughs> that being said, I know that you have an incredible background with scaling. Could you maybe let's start there. Bring us back to the business that you have sold and moved on from and uh, we'll we'll get started there. Yeah, absolutely. So to give insight on how I was able to create scalability in that business, we have to go to the business prior to that, which landed me in the hospital. So, and that was because that business was not built to scale. I was the bottleneck in that business. I had no way to grow it without losing my mind and breaking myself. So that was a video production company that I had uh, for many years. It was a lot of fun. I loved what I did, but there was an element of it that not only needed a creative for the production piece, but also the marketing strategy piece needed to be incorporated into it. And so I didn't know how to build that business to be able to scale without me having to do so much of the legwork, maybe not all of it, but enough to where it was stressful as it grew because it, it was growing, which was an awesome problem to have, but I could only grow so much with what I was available to do in it, right? So um, I got to a place where I was doing video production in the Philippines, actually, for another large company in Arizona. And um, a friend of mine owns the company and he utilized Filipino talent. He had built a very, very scalable company. And as I'm there filming, I went to actually go film um, testimonials of existing employees. He had 70 at the time in the Philippines. And we were filming testimonials to get him more employees because he was growing so rapidly. And as I'm filming these people, I'm in tears because their lives have been changed to get out of like that gig mentality and into something more stable. That's like eight to five, they have their holidays off. They're 
um, being treated like human beings. And I know that's going to transition to talking about VAs later. But all that to say is that while I was there, the owner was like, Shana, you can't scale your current business. And I'm like, I know. I just got out of the hospital. <laughs> I was like, we're on the same page here, man. Um, and he was like, you need to create something that you can duplicate over and over without you personally having to do the work. And um, when I got back, I sat back and I realized, okay, I need to create something that's like, it's going to solve a problem, but it's also not going to put me in the driver's seat of absolutely every project that we embark on. And so that's when I started what was podcast memes and then transitioned into Repurpose House. Um, and from the very beginning, I would do the process when I was just creating it, I would document the process. I would make sure that it was able to be done by anybody who had just a mild understanding of graphic design or video. And it became about creating a process, documenting the process, scaling the process, training the process really, really well. And so that's really where the journey of, okay, now there's no limit to how big this company can become because it doesn't, I'm not the one doing any of the work. I'm the one creating the process and passing it off. And then eventually you manage people and lots of other things. But at the beginning, it became about building the framework so that it was able to scale. And so I would never be put in that position again. You know, it's so funny because we, I don't know if it's human nature or what. It's like, we have to get to this point where we're like in this valley of like the hospital, right? Like you're unhealthy. Things are not right for us to go, well, I think I'm the bottleneck. So like, first right. off, I just have to say, you know, the fact that you recognize that you were the bottleneck, even if it took you going to the hospital to like see that, I that's still like a big thing that I feel like has been my word this year. I'm like, oh, I'm the bottleneck here. Like, oh, that's me. Oh, Chris is the bottleneck in our construction company. I was like, you know, you see it. And so right. the fact that you recognized it and then took action already separates you. Like, that's incredible. And I think though what happens is that people make a business out of something they're passionate about. Like me, I went to school for film. I loved I loved filming. I loved screenwriting. I loved everything about that. And then I realized the way to make money on that is to do it for businesses. And it's not nearly as creative, but it is what it is. I'm still doing what I love. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people is they are making money doing something that they're good at or that they are passionate about. And then it becomes, then that happens. And they're like, oh, well, I'm good at it and I'm making money at it and I'm trying to grow. But now this becomes a problem because now I'm the, I'm the issue. It's me. I'm the problem. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think it kind of happens not intentionally. It's just, we land in these places where we've been successful and now we're like, Oh, now what do I do now? You know? Absolutely. No, I, I could not agree more. And you know, you, you're like, Holy cow, I'm successful. And then the guilt kind of comes on of like, anyone would see my business and be like, wow, what do you have to complain about? Like, things are amazing. Right. You're incredible. Meanwhile, you're dying inside, you know, physically, yeah. mentally relationships are suffering, like all of these different things, but it's just such, it's such a neat story. And thank you for sharing that you were actually in the Philippines. You're, you're not only like seeing how just, um, a different form of building a team, right? Can yeah. not only affect the business, but it's affecting their lives. And then you had the wherewithal to like, come back and sit down and be like, what the heck? I got to change how I'm doing this. For sure. And I would have never, I absolutely never have utilized international talent. Had I not physically gone to the Philippines, seen how he was impacting their lives, 
I just, it would have never been something that I, because, because it's scary. It's unknown, right? Like how do I manage people who maybe they don't speak the same language? Maybe, well, there's obviously a time difference. Like there's too many elements. I'm like, eh, it's just, no, we can't do that. And then you get, and then you become exposed to it and you're like, oh, I can do that. That's not insane. This is actually, it makes a lot of sense. So it was, it was, that was an incredibly eye-opening trip for me. It's so neat though, that you were willing to see it because that doesn't happen either. So you were put in that position to be able to see it. Now, one thing that you talked about when you came back is, is processes, because I would love to get your um, take on it and not just with VAs, but even building, you know, teams like local or even remote is processes. Because I heard this once um, from someone else that I know that has built and scaled multiple businesses. And her thing is like, how can, how fast can we fire you? Like if you're running the business, how fast can we fire you? And based upon like what you do in the business, it can be replaced by a process or a person. Yeah. And so I'd love to get your take on that. Well, I completely agree with the sentiment, but I don't know (laughs) that I'm going to build businesses on how quickly I can fire people. No, fire you as the business owner. Oh, me. Yes, fire you. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad we're- we're How replaceable is everybody? But it's the truth though. It is the truth. How fast can we fire you as the business owner? That's the thing. How far that's we're here now. Got yes. It. Okay. Like, so I hope awesome. everyone tuning in too is here now too, because it's not how fast can we fire employees? How fast can you fire you as the business gotcha. owner? Okay. Taking on I, roles. May, that may have been user error on my part in listening, but <laughs> now that we're on the same page, but it also applies to the <laughs> team, unfortunately, right? It's True. like processes allow you to move fast. And if they're documented really well and you have great training protocol involved in that, then it's like, and not only let go of people, but also duplicate and do that over and over again. So it's not a matter of, you know, how quickly can we get rid of folks when they <laughs> look at us the wrong way, but it's about making You're sure slow, the fire fast, be, right? Yeah, right. It's about making sure the process can be duplicated. And yes, absolutely. Getting yourself out of the day-to-day and being able to, basically it's, the goal should be to get off the org chart. That's mm, it. Like, yeah. I don't want to be needed Monday to Friday, eight to five for whatever comes up because I have some role that is like dire, right? I want to get above that org chart and then start being able to get creative and um, like see things outside of the box and not just be in this everyday day-to-day process piece that doesn't allow me to think bigger or like make changes or come up with new ideas. Yeah. Now, how did you first, because you know, you saw it, right? But then you came back and implemented, which I think is is a super neat experience. What I'd love for you to kind of just share your thoughts on like how you decided which things to start pulling off your plate and creating, you know, SOPs for, creating the process for, and then training for. Like, what did you pick first versus last? Yeah. So it kind of became organic because I had already had a service I was offering in my video production company where we were doing, we were doing video podcasts. So there you go. Um, yeah, we, I would bring them into studio. They would have different outfits. They'd have three guests come in through the course of the day. You know, we'd produce it and then, um, also create the repurposed assets. So like the reels the, with the captions. And then it was like, you would have the branding and have the bars on the top and the bottom and the logo and that kind of deal. And so that was a part of this package that I was selling with um, that service. And one thing I kept being told by people I was trying to promote this to was like, we don't care about the sitting down and doing the production thing. All we care about is this repurposed asset thing. 
I'm like, that doesn't already exist as a service. And it didn't. So I was like, okay, great. So it became about how do I just get this one small thing? Because I think the, the problem a lot of people run into is they want to say yes to everything. Hmm. They want to offer all of the stuff that anybody could ever want in that lane. And for me, it became very apparent that the way I'm going to be able to scale something is by picking something very specific, becoming very good at it and being able to train other people to be very good at it. And then it became like, okay, one process for sure I'm definitely not going to do is create the asset. Like that's insanity. I'm not going to sit in front of a computer and edit anymore, even though editing is like my favorite thing ever to do. And it's what I went to school for. And I'm like, okay, the first thing we're going to offload is the thing I love, but it's fine. And that became the first process. Okay. What software are we using that's available in the Philippines that I don't have to pay for anytime somebody loads it onto their computer? What, how can we systematize this so that I don't need somebody who's highly trained to do this? Cause I don't want the world's greatest videographer or the world's greatest graphic designer doing this work because it's pretty redundant. I want somebody who has enough of an understanding, who is very trainable, who is a culture fit. And so that became like, okay, if I can document these processes so specifically, like, do you remember when we were in elementary school and they would be like, okay, go to the front of the class and teach us how to make the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you'd be like, okay, grab the knife. And then the person's like grabbing the knife from the sharp end. And you're like, take the knife from the blunt end. Okay. Un, you know, open the jar. They're like hitting the jar on the table. It's like, you have to be so specific about how to do every tiny little thing because later down the road, you don't have to answer those questions or fix it or become available to like, it's just a matter of, can you follow instructions at that point? So mm -hmm. for me, it was, let's get rid of the baseline production piece. And then as it grew, it became, okay, who do we get in line to now manage these folks who are in the Philippines? Because now I'm up all night trying to make sure that things are getting done. And that's insane. So then it's, let's offload the management piece. And what does that look like? And then it becomes, okay, now who's going to talk to the clients? Because I don't want to be talking to clients as we scale. That's insanity. So then it's, okay, how do we implement a new piece to get client communication done. And then it turned into quality control because I'm a control freak and it's a product that I want to make sure clients are happy with that has my name on it, you know? So then it's, okay, how do we get quality control involved without me having to be looking at every single asset? And it's just, as you start to see what becomes, what starts taking your time, it's like, let's create a process and create a role for that because I, mm -mm, I'm not doing it, you know? So it becomes pretty apparent as you move forward the things that you're spending your time on. And at first it might be the fun things. And then you're like, but wait a second, I can only do so much of this, you know? And as we grew, there was no way that I could have done any of that because the quality control team was like five people by the time we had like got acquired. I can't handle that much output. So it's like, you have to be able to be okay with letting go, which becomes very difficult for people like me because I am a control freak. And it is what it is. That's why I was in editing video because you get the final say. So, you know, it's, it's seeing what, ha what you're spending time on and then creating processes to offload it. And it's not going to be as perfect as it would be if you're doing it. Sometimes it can be better, but you have to be okay with it not being what you would do every single time straight out of gates. Real quick, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, somebody probably shared it with you, told you about it, or maybe you saw it on an Instagram story. Currently, the only way this grows is through word of mouth. I don't sell any ads or sponsorships right now, so my only ask to you is that you continue to pay it forward. However you found out about this podcast, that you do the exact same thing for someone else. So if it is leaving a review, sharing it in your stories, 
literally, if you do that, it would mean the world to me and definitely throw some good karma out there for you and another entrepreneur. I mean, there was so much there just overall from like a leadership standpoint. So if you are building a business right now, that last few minutes from Shana was so good. Just even like thinking about who do I hire next? Right. So whether it is a, a virtual assistant or whether it is someone local here on your team or what have you, it's where's the bottleneck that kind of came up again. What is taking you so much time? I know for me this year, that's what was so important, especially with like scaling our construction company is I was like, this is taking me forever and I cannot do it anymore. And so that was like the first thing I was like, where, and I was the bottleneck because things weren't getting done because of the time it was taking. And, and here's the thing, the flip side of it is because I'm over here. If you're watching on YouTube, I was raising my hand when Shana was saying like, I'm a control freak. I'm like, yep, yep. Right here. Me too. Well, some of that controlling can go into perfectionism which then delays and slows you down. So by actually giving that away and creating the process, like you said, making a peanut butter and jelly, literally from every little movement you make, it can be so freeing. And even though it's not, it's it's almost like perfection is, um, it's like a sliding scale because is, is the overall just of what you're trying to get across in whatever it is that you're hiring for, that that level of perfection might slide a little bit and that's okay that that's the thing is letting go of that control and i think sending that off to someone else to actually help free up that control from you is one of the neatest things that i know i've done this year it is it, it because it gives you the ability cuz i look at it like in part, what can, what is my time best used to move the needle further? Yeah. And is it in this one thing where I'm being so nitpicky that like, I can't even stand myself right now, you know? And if it is, then that's okay. But many times it's definitely not in that one thing. So it's like, it's okay to let go of some of the reins in order to focus on things that are going to make bigger impact. Oh my gosh. Yes. Amen to that. And that's like, even like right now, every day I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. My time is better spent elsewhere. And, and so that's even for you listening in, if you've ever had that thought, ding, like red flag, <laughs> hire out, you know? And, um, and I know I've talked about this before, but you know, the, the book with Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy of who, not how, right? Like, especially when it comes to tech stuff, I am not tech savvy. I can figure it out. It will take me a very long time because I don't trust myself when it comes to tech. So let me just go find someone who can handle that. And so VAs have been a really big part for you. And it's so funny. I use VAs. I'll share my experience, but you, we have different experiences. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about this for a minute because I love, there's a couple things that you said. Number one is like, you saw how it's changing their lives because I do, we're a huge believer in our construction company. We, we have a vested interest in our clients' businesses to be successful. Like we want them to, it's not just the construction. It's like the success factor after we're done. And so you are changing it because that affects people's lives, like their livelihoods and their ability to provide for their family. You saw that firsthand in the Philippines. It truly did change their lives. But the other thing that you said that I'd love for you to share on is where you talked about their coachability and their culture. So while you think it, 
oh, I'm just going to hire someone, whether it's a VA or not, just for a skill. No, that wasn't, you said culture and coachability were the first two things that came to it, not just the skill. So I'd love for you to just share your experience with, with VAs. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that like, there are some things that clearly you want to hire based on skill level, but know that with skill, a lot of the times comes ego. So you have to be ready to manage that which is fine. You just need to kind of decide how much or little it's like, it's like the hot, crazy skill, even though that's obnoxious and I'm a woman and I should be upset about it, but it's kind of the same deal. You know what I mean? Totally like crazy with talent yeah. comes ego. It just is what it is and good for them because they deserve it because they've learned a skill then they're great at it. But depending on what it is that you're trying to offload and you're trying to get help with, it may not be the best case for you to have somebody who's just like the best at something because for us, we, and this is something that I pulled from that company I went to the Philippines with was the culture fit was the most important part. Mm. And because we want to know that if we were stuck in an airport with you overnight, are we going to still like you in the morning? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and can you work well with others? Are you excited to learn new things? You know, and most of what we were training didn't require an immense amount of skill in that area. It required you having a decent eye. It required you knowing the software, and then we could train you on all of the other things. And, um, one of the other things that's really important is the ability to figure things out on their own. Like mm. right now in my new company, I, um, I've rehired some of the folks from the past, which is amazing. And one of them, her name is Jerusha. She's in the Philippines. She, her role has, is a little more scattered currently because it's a new business and we're building and we're going to create, you know, departments and whatnot, but she is all about figuring it out, which to mm. me, you can't teach that. Like, nope. I will pay you more because you will go to YouTube and figure out how to do the thing I'm asking you to do. Cause I don't have time to do it. And it's your job. Like, I don't want to have to train you on every single tiny thing. That is also something that's very, very important. The tough part about that is it's like, how do you find people like that? And so for us, we incorporated that into the application process instead of them being in our minds, VAs, it's just a general term. I think that people use for overseas talent, it, mm -hmm. it's a virtual assistant technically. And I'm like, well, that's not at all what we're hiring. We're hiring full-time people in a, we called content hacker role or in a customer service role. So when we would go to hire talent from the Philippines, it would be like, Here's how to apply because we used Indeed and we went and put out ads and did the whole thing, but there were very specific instructions. I want to know you can follow instructions and I also want to know that you're mildly creative and that you have a good personality. Um, your resume is kind of secondary to all of that. So they would go to our website. On the website, it would have like three different instructions. It'd be like, send an email, make sure this person is who it's to, make sure these two people are CC'd on it. The subject line says this. Also, make sure that you put a video of yourself explaining what top two of our pillars resonate with you the most and why, and also attach your resume. And that like, it was just very specific. We weren't asking for anything crazy, but people who, it's amazing how many people came through and missed two to three of those things. And they're not even considered at that point because it's too much of a headache for me to know that you don't follow instructions when you're applying for the job, let alone when you're in it and comfortable. So we did a lot of finding like needles and haystacks just by the application process. And so we knew, okay, they were creative. We saw their videos. We saw their passion. We saw that they can follow instructions. You know, some of the things, you know, if you don't have a video like recording software, go to Loom. And then some of them would figure out how to use Loom. And we're like, great, this is your pool of talent that you're immediately engaging with becomes much more like 
quality when you get started with a conversation than if you had started with literally anybody who applied. Well, and I think it's a great way to funnel out any talent. Like, I love that you did right. that. It's, it's funny. We just were, we're bringing on some, some new talent for the construction company. And I did something similar. I was like in the, indeed, I just used indeed too, right? You were in construction. You have to follow instructions, right? They're called plans. Okay. <laughs> and like the, every little piece on that plan will answer your questions. Occasionally something is missed, but it's pretty rare. Right. And so in the application process in two points, I was like, copy this link. Cause it was for a Google, uh, form. Yeah. Copy this link, put it in, you know, a new tab and complete and less than 50% did it. And I was like, you can't, I can't hire you. I can't give you my time. Right. right? I, it was almost like I was grateful. I was like, thank you right. for the ones that did it. I was like, great. I will invest my time into you to see if we have a good fit going forward. But the ones that didn't, I was like, nope, decline, decline. Well, I was like, I can't. It's like, thank you for showing me that you can't follow instructions. Like you've saved me time in and having to okay. figure that out on my own. <laughs> And that's okay. You know, it's like, I think, um, sometimes when we are hiring, we're like, oh, well we might find that person and we got to do this. And when you're so busy, it's, you have to have these abilities to kind of funnel, yeah. funnel people in and the wrong ones out. And so those little things. So I love that you did that. And, and, um, you made it much more fun. I don't know if the, uh, the guys on the construction site would uh, send a video or have fun. Maybe some of the younger ones, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's how you did that. And you know, one thing too, that I, I just want to call out here and, and it's something that I'm picking up from you right now is just the term VAs because VAs is something that we get, right? It's like a common term that we get, but you kept calling saying talent. And I'm yeah. like, I'm going to change that. I'm going to change that word because I have a team of five and that are in the Philip, mostly in the Philippines. I think one is in Dubai actually, but I think she's moving back to the Philippines, but they're like, they're my team. Like I literally cannot do stuff without them. And what was interesting for me, and I don't know if you went through this, you maybe didn't because I love how systematic you are and your thought processes is I was very systematic at first. And I was like, so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, like, oh, here's my password. Oh, here's like, oh, you yeah. get all this nervous. And, and I have the, the team that I work with, they do things a little bit different, but it's like, now I'm like, oh no, here, oh, here's the folder. Like you just go, like just here you do you, you create. I'll just add some copy and we'll be good to go, you know, and it's just building that team, but with any level of talent, you know, whether it's remote or in office, I think that comes with it, you know, yeah. that ability to trust. And that's the thing is like, it doesn't just have to be someone you see sitting in the office. It could be remote as well. Well, yeah, I think time builds trust. I mean, when, gosh, like the year that we sold in 2022. And at the beginning of that year, we had, I believe it was like 62. And we had to trust people because they were showing us that they were trustworthy. Like initially when I hired my first two people to do the content hacking, they were like on a project basis. Cause I was like, I don't have money to throw at this thing, you know, totally. whatever. But with that, I was like, all right, who is able to do this out of in a way that I really am happy about who is communicating better. And then it became, okay, 
I trust you to manage this. So then she became the manager of, I hired another person underneath and now she's the one managing them. And then that pro that just grows with time. And so by the time it was all, by the time we were acquired, like Yubel, who was one of my very first hires, she was the director of ops in the Philippines and she managed 60 plus employees. And we're talking eight to five employees who have benefits, who have holidays off. We're not talking like random contractors who come and do some work and whatever. They're like a part of the team and the family. So, I mean, you got to trust somebody who's literally running the whole show in a completely different part of the world that can make or break your entire operation, you know? And yeah. it's our, our very first hire. She ended up being our HR manager. She did all of our hiring, which I think is honestly so serendipitous and adorable that she was the first one. And then she loved doing all the interviewing and hiring and all that stuff. So it's like, it comes with time and it comes with people proving themselves. And you'll find that if you have the right people in place, regardless of where they're from. I love it. And just even hearing, I know we, we talked about scaling, but just you had 60 ish, right. Yeah. At, at one point, like in the Philippines. Yeah. That's incredible. That is incredible. Thank you. Yeah. We had a U.S. team. I think the U.S. team was 12, but um, just that much overseas talent was it. It was shockingly easy to manage. And Sarah, my COO at the time, will probably hit me for saying that because she did most of the management. <laughs> <laughs> She's I like, yeah, easy for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was um, it, it, I just think that if you build it the right way and you create systems and have people who are managing people so that you don't have to manage people, you're still going to manage people until you get off of it completely. And somebody else is kind of taking that, that lead role, but um, yeah, it can happen if you build it right for sure. Well, and I think just um, number one, taking the step, right. Number two, just like understanding you're going to learn as you go. Like I'm sure Shana, you did not start out as this like perfect leader, understanding how to build all of this and, and no. even lead these people into these more executive roles in the Philippines, wherever, like you, you, these are skills we all gain as we go and, and they evolve. They'll continue to evolve with your new business now. Yeah, so. absolutely. And a lot of it came with kind of desperation. Like we got to figure this out and it is what it is. And, you know, a lot of it came also from having a great resource in Russ, the guy who took me to the Philippines to say, listen, this is how we baseline did this. Like I didn't come up with this. How do we interview people or how do we get people to apply and have that process? We fine tuned it and made it work for our business. But I had somebody else say, hey, this is how we've done it. And it's been very successful. So take this and modify it for whatever you need. And I think that's what stuff like this is about is listening to other people who have done it before and taking what you can and modifying it to work for your own business. Because I didn't just pull this stuff, you know what I mean? I didn't just pull it out. Like that would be amazing, but I didn't, you know, and other people have done it. So I've made, I did a lot of like listening to other people who were successful and did things that I was like, that could work in my business. What did they do? And then just modifying from there. Feel like an artist. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay. So you sold in 22 mm -hmm. and now we've been on this new venture. Yes. So during the last like couple of years of my journey with Repurpose Health, I had some wild health stuff go down. Like doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I was bedridden. I had every, like I would have waves of like four weeks of every autoimmune issue you could imagine. I had POTS for a while. I had MCAS for a while. I had crazy hypoglycemic dips like every 15 minutes for a while. It was quite the roller coaster. And while I was going through that, I did a lot of time. I spent a lot of time researching and having to like Google figure out what's wrong with me because every specialist was like, 
you should go to this specialist and then I should go to that specialist. And they'd all point fingers at each other, like the crazy Spider-Man meme. And I'm like, well, clearly nobody's going to figure this out. So while I was going through that, I had to kind of figure out what I could do to make myself feel better. And I learned so much, not all of it applied to what I was actually going through and what we found out, but like, as I was learning it and having conversations with women, when I finally like got out of bed and was able to go and be a part of, you know, humanity again, I just kept hearing the same recurring theme over and over again. And it wasn't that like they were all sick like I was or that they were all having the very same issues, but so many of them really wanted to just feel better. Or like, they're like, oh my gosh, like I have inflammation, I know it. Like, why is my gut so such a mess right now? Or anxiety, like they all had all of these things that I had learned something about that would help them feel better. And they were like, oh my gosh, that thing that you told me about to research was amazing. And I'm just like, how is this a thing that like we don't have access to, or it's not just common knowledge, all of these amazing things you can do, like biohacking mentality, spirituality that make you just feel better in all the different facets of your life. Mm-hmm. So I got to a place where I was like, if I have to get on a stage and talk about repurposing content again, I'm going to bomb. So maybe <laughs> we should get on stages and talk about health and wellness and feeling good since that's the space that, you know, I really had to kind of crawl out of and fight for. So Now, um, the whole, my whole forward movement is all helping other people feel better. And I'm not the expert in any of it. Like I am in a place where I want to bring other experts together to then share with people what they know, what they've learned. And if it applies to them or not is, you know, they can pick and choose. So we have an event in February in Scottsdale. Mm -hmm. Um, it's mostly geared towards women. If you're a male and you want to come, you're welcome to learn about balancing your hormones in one of the talks. It's all good. Um, but we have experts coming in. We have over 40 sessions of all different types of content. That's like biohacking, wellness mindset. We have a cool room called the floor where it's like 80 yoga mats. And we're going to do like yoga. We've got different kind of movement classes and sound healing, cool stuff. Um, and then we're building a digital community and a local community of like-minded people who are wanting to learn more. And we're going to be talking to experts consistently and bringing really cool products to the forefront that maybe kind of hard to find on their own. So that's kind of the new goal is just to expose all of these amazing, cool things that you can do in your life and in your health to feel better to as many people as possible. It's so neat. Like I'm so, I'm, I'm, of course it's, I, it's devastating what you went through. Like I can, I can only imagine, you know, everyone that's tuning in, Shana, you just heard this, like I'm blind in my left eye because I was working so hard in my business that my immune system was basically gone. And so a common virus that most of us have actually attacked my optic nerve, leaving me blind. And so while I am all about increasing skills to grow in business. I have now had 19 years, nearly 20 years. I'm so close of, I I got like the slap in the face I never wanted, but I needed, you know, to be able to change my lifestyle and habits because it, when it does go one or the other health or career, you, one will suffer like either, you know, and typically it's you because we all have these career driven aspirations and it's how can we bring that along with us? And so the fact that what I love is number one, you're sharing. Um, and I, I just think it's so great. You're sharing what happened to you and how you got there, but you're also working as this like facilitator, right? On like, how do I bring all these different people together? And one thing that I love that you said, And I hope everyone listening caught this was that you were like, you have to find out whether it's right for you or not. 
Right. Because all the time we're like, you should have a morning routine. You should have an evening routine. You can't eat this. This is bad. This is good. Workout 40 minutes. Heart rate needs to be here. Like all That's of not stressful things. at all. Not at all. Like, are you kidding? Like you're telling me to all the, do all these things. Oh yeah. And I have like a family and animals and a business and a life. And right. I kind of don't want to die every night. And I do still like my husband kind of. So I'd like to spend some time with him. Like all these different things that you're just like, what the heck? And so I love that you're facilitating it, but from what I'm hearing from what you're saying, and I hope everyone's picking this up is not everything's meant for you. Even on the scalability that we just talked about, that might not be for you right now, but what's cool about sharing all of this information is there could be some point in the future where something happens or there's a bottleneck or there's a health scare where you're like, I remember when Shana shared with me. So this business and, and how it's all come together. Are you leading the charge and brought together all the different 40 experts? So it's myself, myself and my cousin actually kind of had the idea of the event specifically. Um, and that was a while back, actually. It's probably like a year and a half ago, two years, maybe it's kind of it been happens. on the burner, but I didn't know, like, I still wasn't feeling great. I was selling the business and, you know, I took a break after I sold it because I was like, okay, let's just we were remodeling a house and it was like the world's longest remodel. So I was like, I just, I can't think of anything right now, but with her and I, we kind of came up with the event. I started the groundwork on getting everything kind of going, bringing in some experts, bringing in some brands. Um, and then my COO from her purpose house, Sarah, she had stayed on to be the CEO for a year with the, with the, uh, acquiring company. Very cool. And then when she was done the month after she had finished, she was like, I want to come on board. And so now, I mean, and she is like a godsend. Anything that involves Sarah happens at light speed. So I was like, please come on in. We got, we got space for you. Arms <laughs> open wide. So, and she's, she's my best friend. I love her to death. So now she's on board. So it's the three of us spearheading the effort. We just um, hired a marketing director. She's awesome. So she's cranking out now. Uh, but yeah, it's us in Jerusha. And we, I mean, it's been pretty incredible transitioning industries, like talking to people in mm -hmm. this health and wellness industry versus marketing and all of that. Um, it's such a welcoming space. And I'm sure you'll run into those here and there that you're like, Ugh. but the, it's been so, it's been such an interesting change of pace as far as the conversations that I've been having with people have gone. And that's been really welcomed and exciting. So if that's like the, the introduction to this new journey and new world that I'm a part of, I'll take it for sure. It's going to be a good road. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Now, one thing I want to, I want to ask you about because changing careers can, um, elicit some mixed feelings sure, internally and externally. Right. I yeah. actually did an episode on this, uh, because I've had the, my career has been every which way, right. There's no linear pattern to it. Right. Um, and I, the podcast episode, it was called you're changing careers again. Like, <laughs> and so, because, and it, and it really, I got a lot of feedback on this one because people are like, oh my gosh, I, I've been in this career 15 years and I want to leave, but everyone's telling me I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. So I'd love for you to just share how that went down for you kind of internal and external. And if you have any tips or, or what you experienced. Sure. So it's funny you say that because it does come external too. Like I had even not with the sale of repurpose house, but with my transition from mm. the video podcasting to repurpose house, I was told by multiple people that were kind of pseudo mentors to me that maybe I wasn't built for entrepreneurship if I didn't want to stick it out. 
And I was like, how is it a bad thing that I'm seeing that this doesn't work and that this is going to be difficult, but this is going to be scalable, easy rockstar status. Pivoting doesn't make me not capable of being a business owner. That makes me aware of what's happening around me. And it gives me having the option to change and play around is awesome as, and that's what we get to do as entrepreneurs. So like I had had that kind of in the back of my head a little bit prior because of those folks. Um, but then when it came to the sale of repurpose house and transitioning, like what was cool about that, and this is not tooting my own horn, but like we achieved some really amazing goals that we thought were crazy when we first started, like being on John Lee Dumas's podcast, like speaking at these big conferences that were like the biggest marketing conferences ever. Like these were things we were like, wouldn't it be amazing if, and then it ends up happening, which was unbelievable and so crazy when it did. And then being like, okay, we're done now. Like, I don't want to, we did it, I guess. To me, it all, like, it's, it, it's tough to not make it feel like it's kind of a waste to not continue on that path just because now you have validity and some, and a voice and some clout, but it's just like, I had to get to a place, honestly, the being sick part did help. Like, I don't care. You know, I was just like, I don't, it is what it is at this point. Like, I just don't, I'm not passionate about it anymore. And, and that's not to say that I have to be so passionate about whatever I'm making money on. Like I just started a snowplow business in Munns Park. Am I passionate about snowplowing? No, but I see a problem and I'm coming up with a solution to make some money on it. Why not? Why not help some people? But it's like, I felt like that time was just past for me, you mm -hmm. know, regardless of how much or little was accomplished. I'm just like, it's time to now take what I've learned and use those powers for something that I am excited about and for good. So now I get to take all the marketing know-how and the building and all that stuff and either help other entrepreneurs who are doing it themselves, because I'm an open book and always happy to help there, but mm -hmm. also being able to take that marketing and the know-how and how to get information out there to get the information that I really want out there to the people that I know actually need it. And so that's, it's, it's tough. And it was also difficult to be like, somebody is going to, take over my baby and all of these, these dozens of babies that kind of came up with the business and I have no control over what they're going to do with that. That was very hard, but ultimately when it really came down to it, I knew that it was the right call and pivoting is hard and scary because this is a whole new industry that I'm in and I don't know anybody in it, but I've done it before, you know, and it went great. So I just, I know that if I'm walking into it with the knowledge that I gained from the previous experiences that it's just going to go the same way, if not better. And I don't know if you caught it there just at the end, everyone listening in is that she's like, it's going to be new. I don't know anybody, but I've been here before. That's something that I think sometimes when we are in this like new that we're like, I'm going to suck and sucking sucks. Like quite honestly, like no one wants to do that. And so then they'll revert back to what's comfortable. But it, when you're like, I've actually been here before and I remember this feeling and it didn't last that long. And I know the action steps that I need to take to be able to move past it faster now, right? Like right. we are all in a better position based upon our past experience. And it's proof of the hard things that we can accomplish. And a lot of the feelings that we have now, we can find experiences in our past where we're like, oh, I remember this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> One fun thing with having Sarah now on board is that we both now get to look at this new thing and go, okay, what would we have done differently 
now that we know what we know from four years of her purpose house. And so it's fun to be able to be like, oh, we definitely don't want to do this. We're going to do it this way. Okay. We're just going to hire for this instead of trying to do it ourselves. We're going to like, we get to kind of do it over a little bit. Mm -hmm. Granted, it's a different business, but we get to do the things that we would have done differently. Like the hindsight thing we actually get to take action on, you know? So it's kind of exciting to be like, all right, well, let's do all the things we would have done differently last time and put them into action and see what happens. So it'll be, it's fun. It's really neat. And I think that that is applicable to even, um, you know, people that are in a corporate career, right? When you're, if you change different corporations or if you have like a new role, how much faster you can get to the next role or, or do things. I think that mindset is something that is applicable anywhere, regardless of your profession, career and so forth. Right. It's life experience. That's all that it is. And just how are you applying it to the next thing in life? You know? Yep. Yep. Now, if you were, you know, talking to someone out and about that is in that position where you, you can see, cause I know that you've been through the, the mud and the valley of unhealthy while you're like, Oh, on the front, like, look at my business. It's amazing. Things are great. Everything. Don't look over here. Just look here, here. And yes. now I'm pretty sure because I've been there when I'm out and about and I see someone, I'm like, Oh, I know where you are. And that is rough. What advice would you give that person to either help them recognize or help them seek help? And, and I think help is such a general word, but is it help in hiring a chef? Is it help in hiring a nutrition? Is it help in therapy? Is it help in, you don't have to do this business thing alone. That's tough. Cause I don't know what would have. I don't know what advice would have really resonated with me. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Just because Mm -hmm. you're so inundated in your own head. I think a lot of it is you're in your own head so much because you're constantly thinking about the business, but then you're constantly thinking about the health. And then you're like, it's, I would say just give yourself space to get out of your head because the more you're in it and the more you're constantly focusing on stuff that is shitty and sucks, like that is what you're going to be like. That's what the focus becomes. And that's what the feelings get wrapped around. I think the more you can come out of that and just be like, I just need space to not think or to think about positive things and making sure that you're incorporating that into your daily routine. Like Mm -hmm. I will say one thing that really turned me around anytime I'd have some weird flair of like some new fun autoimmune party that I'd be going through. I would do what's called DNRS. It's a program that retrains the limbic system. And really in many cases, not all, but in many cases, autoimmune is your system freaking out because it's, it's like ringing alarm bells and it's trying to get your attention. And so that comes in the form of all of these things that doctors are like, I don't know what it is. So it's autoimmune. They just, that's just kind of how that works sometimes. And for me, I was able to eliminate all symptoms in many of those cases by just doing limbic system retraining. And a lot of that came with a lot of it's about very positive thoughts, but it's not just like sitting down and positive thinking. It's like this whole process, but essentially it's a natural serotonin dump. Mm. We don't do that for ourselves when we're in stress and then it perpetuates and then it's constant stress on the body and getting out of that and having space. And for this, this was a program that worked for me because I'm very systematic. And I'm like, well, if I do the steps, then you know everything's gonna be fine. And it was, it worked for me and it may or may not work for other people, but it's wild how just getting out of the headspace of the constant frustration, pain, 
you know, all of those negative thoughts, like getting out of that and giving yourself space to be in the positive place, it can really make a massive difference in your health, in your life, in your outlook, in all of it. So that that would be the number one thing. Granted, I, somebody told me that when I was going through, I'd probably punch them, but <laughs> I am telling other people, this I would have, you know. It's so true. It's so true. And it's like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's, and we talked about this off air real quick. It's just, I have a, you know, a friend that's kind of in that healing journey right now. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you have this space for it. And someone that was very forward facing in a prominent role. And I'm like, okay, but we can't stay here for too long. So it's like the action. And that's what I heard from you is, is the action. It wasn't staying in that despair. And I, and I've heard this before that, you know, anxiety is, can be caused, right? So this isn't a definitive thing. I'm not a doctor in any way, but like anxiety is because we have so many choices and we don't know what choice to make. And then sadness, right. Or depression is we actually are in a spot where we feel like we have no choices. It's despair kind of. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like you're just stuck and and you're going from doctor to doctor. That's like, Oh, autoimmune. That's why like all of mine, there's, there's more to it. I dug deep enough, but stress it's stress. And I'm like, well, what the like I now understand right, it, but in the beginning I was like, oh great. We're just going to label it with stress. Screw you. You know, I was like, yeah. no, I'm going to find a better answer. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, I, I always like bringing it back to the things that we can control. I think as control freaks, as high achievers, if we can't control something that causes anxiety and despair yep. and sadness. Right. And so when we refocus on what we can control, you found a system and a process that helped you do that. Yeah. And so you were able to take action and and own it. And that's what I always, when I, when I hear people or when I see people, like I can, I can see it now in somebody yeah. and I'll usually catch them off on the side, or we actually connect in a very random way. This is story for another episode, but we, we connect and I just share, like bringing it back to the things that they can actually control and a lot of times, and really most of the time it's you. So whenever yeah. we start controlling all these other things, that's where a lot of it comes into it. So, um, yeah. I really loved you sharing that, that space and, and what you did. And I know that's going to help someone today. I absolutely I so. know it. Yeah. It wildly helped me even like here and there, I get little flare ups of stuff and literal, I do that DNRS thing. And I don't even know that I would need to do the full process now that I know what it is and what it's doing. But if I just get to it, I'm like two days later, we're back. And I'm like, this is, it's wild. What, what your body is capable of. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So I know that you have the event coming. Is, is that the, the main focus right now? Where can everybody, where's, where should we point everybody to follow along with you? Yeah. So main focus right now is the event. It's February 3rd and 4th in North Scottsdale. It's like walking distance from the golf course for the open. It's actually the weekend between the open and Barrett Jackson. It's going to be straight chaos, awesome energy. It'll be a great time. It's going to be a great time. And you could stay, just stay long, just come to Scottsdale and stay for about 10 days and you'll get everything that's wonderful in Scottsdale. All the things, the chaos on the 16th hole. Is it 16th, 17th? It's 16th. Nope, you're right. I'm golfing, I don't know. <laughs> um, my, my dad hopefully won't listen because he'll be very disappointed. Um, yeah, and then the very all that's fun stuff. So yeah, that the event is going to be awesome. Um, and then 
outside of that, I'm writing a book actually about my health journey stuff. I am taught because I, it was like, part of it was mold detox. And like, there were so many things that I also was dealing with while the main underlying issue was there that I learned how to like figure out how to research. I'm just like, how about this? We're just going to throw all of this random stuff in one place. And if it helps anybody in one chapter, great. So that's on the horizon that will be out in the next month. So that's very exciting for me. And then it's just building this community of, of people who all want to feel better. That's it. So um, elevate2024.com is for the event. Mytimetoelevate.com currently is the same thing, but that will have all of the other things as time goes by. Um, that'll have all events, that'll have groups, that'll have everything on it. So that is so exciting. We will absolutely link everything in the show notes. And then Instagram, that's the best place to find you too. Sure. There's a lot of dog photos and ridiculousness. So it's uh, Instagram forward slash Shana Weisinger. We're going to get rid, we're going to get rid of all the cat people anyway, because I'm all about dogs too. So Same. totally fine. Totally fine. Got a, a big, massive hundred pound boy who's afraid of plastic bags. So, you know, <laughs> we all have our, we all have our things. So let's, quirky. let's not worry about it. Okay, well, um, before I let you go, Shana, I just have to acknowledge you. Thank you so much. I knew this conversation was going to be great. And what I love about it, like this is the essence of the show, um, is, is talking about business and health, right? Because they are interchangeable and you can have both at times in your professional careers, one may be swayed over the other. Um, but there is a, a harmonious approach that you can take to it and you can hear it. You are living proof of it. So you can hear it, which is incredible. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you. Now, before we go, when it comes, because I, I love your experience with scaling someone that is scaling right now, what is like the one thing? Cause you you're doing this right now. You said with Sarah, Oh, we can do this faster. What would you tell someone if they're like, so that we can help them not have that conversation later? Like, oh, I wish I would have done this faster. It's the being okay with offloading your own stuff, you know? And and for some, it becomes a matter of cost effectiveness, you know what I mean? Or not even cost, but they just don't have the finances to bring somebody in full-time locally, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. You will be shocked by how many incredible experts and all sorts of different things. And like when I'm saying experts, it's for real experts in- Whatever it is that you're needing help with, granted, in some cases, there's not, you can't offload everything, but you can find people in the Philippines in lots of different countries who are very good at things that you would be shocked at. It's, there's no difference other than a geological difference. That's it. That's the only difference. So don't be afraid to look at talent outside because if you can't swing like, you know, an $80,000 a year employee, but you can swing something that's more in like the thousand dollars a month range, you would be amazed at some talent that you can find. So just don't eliminate that as a possibility. If you have a little bit of budget, because like we were saying before, imagine what you could do to move the needle further. If you had that time back and you're investing, you're basically spending a thousand dollars, let's say to give yourself time back. And granted, you're going to have to train and do a little bit of of something to get them rolling in management, but being able to just offload as much as possible so that you can think bigger is going to make a massive world of difference. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Thank you so much. That was so great. And um, if you found that this was valuable, right? And, And both sides of the spectrum, I think this conversation was just so relevant, especially here as we are closing out 23, bringing on 24, please share. 
right? There is not only uh, the event that's coming for Shayna, but just even hearing the stories. It's the stories that I think can really open up our per perspective to what is possible. So please share it out, tag us in, and we will give you all the love. Thanks so much for tuning in.